Slavery is back. Welcome to a place where private business profit from a captive labour force, yet pennies are spent on medical services to a population in which the Indigenous, the poor and the mentally ill are overrepresented. Where isolation, humiliation and degradation are facts of life. Welcome to prison. It depends who's telling the story, I suppose. The prisoners would have one view, the people who work in the prison system would have another, and I think it's up to people to decide uh, you know, where, where the truth is. Give government propaganda and the media spin doctors the flick. And check out Doin' Time for news, views and tunes on prison issues from Guantanamo Bay to Christmas Island to prisons and detention centres everywhere. Every Monday at 4pm on your community radio, 3CR. We are still fired up and we're still talking about revolution. Hello and welcome to the Doing Time Show. This is 3CR Community Radio, 855 AM on the dial, streaming live on www.3cr.org.au. This is Marissa and I will be taking you through until 5 o'clock this evening. And a warning that this episode of Doing Time contains audio and graphic descriptions of Aboriginal deaths in custody. This special broadcast is again dedicated to TJ Hickey. 20 years on, there's still no justice. This week is Subscriber Week and 3CR needs our listeners to be subscribers to ensure the survival of the station. We're a not-for-profit community radio licence holder and a strong subscriber base is very important to our financial independence. Shows like the Do and Time show need subscribers more than ever as prison populations balloon out of control and Aboriginal deaths in custody increase. We will be bringing you interviews today showcasing our work and I strongly encourage listeners to subscribe to 3CR. Being a subscriber is a simple and easy way to show your solidarity for real community-controlled media, grassroots and independent. If you want to subscribe, and I hope you do, please contact the station on 94198377 or go online and subscribe. First up on the show, we will be bringing you an interview with Chris Breen for teachers and school staff for Palestine. The New South Wales government says schools should be politically neutral on Gaza. Teachers and school staff for Palestine will be holding a Palestine Solidarity Day, Solidarity Day on Tuesday, February 13th, where teachers will wear badges and T-shirts to school to call on the Australian government to support a permanent ceasefire in Gaza to end the genocide there. And we'll be speaking with Chris about many other issues, including the opening of a hall. Stay tuned to listen. Then after that, we will hear from Karen from the Black People's Union speaking about the TJ Hickey Speak Out on Saturday, the 17th of February at the State Library of Victoria, organised by ISJA. Last week, we heard from Cheryl from ISJA, Indigenous Social Justice Association Melbourne, who spoke about TJ and gave us some background. It will be a continuation of the discussion about the teenager's death and how the Royal Commission into Aboriginal Deaths in Custody recommendations have not been upheld. Kieran will be a speaker at this very important event. So we're going to be pretty soon crossing over to Chris.
3CR is Radical Radio. Through our on-air content and community structure, we promote real change for workers' rights, gender equality, environmental action, disability justice, and on racism and First Nations sovereignty. Do you want to be part of real radical change? We need you to subscribe. It's just $40 concession, $80 waged, $150 for a band or organisation, and $300 solidarity. Call 03-9419-8377. That's 9419-8377. Or subscribe online at 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe. you've just tuned in this is the doing time show and it's marissa taking you through until five o'clock this evening thank goodness for subscriber announcements and we've now got to um to cross over to chris breen i want to welcome him to the show hello chris hi marissa thanks for having me on it's so lovely to have you and you're on our subscriber show today that's Um, very good and we're pretty important aren't we (laughs) it's pretty you are indeed you are indeed all right, so let's talk about that very soon. But first of all, do you want to just talk about what's happening with uh, with the rally you're organising and um, and about Gaza? And you've made some very interesting comments about John Howard as well. Let's talk about that. Uh, happy to talk about both things. Sure. So teachers for and school staff for Palestine um, in New South Wales as a Victorian group as well. Um, has blossomed as a response to the, you know, horrific um, events, the genocide that's taking place in uh, Gaza. We had a day last year where teachers took group photos calling for a ceasefire in about 20 different schools. And tomorrow we are having a day where teachers wear badges and tefia and uh, T-shirts into school to... Uh, really, to focus to call on the Australian government to end its support for um, Israel's genocide in Gaza, to break ties with Israel, to stop weapons exports um, to Israel. And that's culminating with a rally outside Federal Education Minister Jason Clare's office at 4 o'clock in Bankstown. Uh, there'll be a range of speakers. We'll have a Palestinian teacher, a teacher from Palestinian background, a Jewish teacher... Uh, Reem Burrows, uh, Labour Friends of Palestine and founder of uh, uh, Palestinian Christians in Australia, and uh, Mohammed Hawila, who's a barrister. Um, so we're encouraging people to come along to that, particularly with the horror that we're seeing overnight in Rafah. Um, you know, 50 people killed overnight, two mosques bombed. Uh, and if the ground offensive goes ahead, um, as uh, you know, seems imminent, it will be a humanitarian, unparalleled humanitarian disaster. You've got a million people crowded into 60 square kilometres. They've been told to go there. They've got nowhere else to go. Um, and, you know, we, we're calling on our government not to give cover for the horror that is happening there. You know, I mean, every single day in Gaza this goes on, there are 10 children who are amputated without anaesthetic. It's, it's almost impossible to, to convey the, the horror of what's going on. Um, and the hall, sorry, the hall you mentioned, it's because the, the New South Wales uh, government here says that 
uh, teachers uh, are not allowed to talk about Gaza in uh, schools. Uh, so, you know, students can go from watching the genocide on their smartphones to come into class saying, oh, you, you can't discuss it. Um, that schools are supposed to remain neutral. But really, this is being used to policy to silence uh, voices for Palestine and for peace. It's not uh, neutral at all. It comes about because the state government here isn't neutral, which sets the policy. So uh, Chris Minns, the Premier, lit the Opera House for Israel. Uh, like Anthony Albanese, he keeps saying that um, Israel has the right to defend itself and as if that's what's um, happening in uh, Gaza. So we are calling on the Education Department to change its policy. Uh, we think that codes of conduct for teachers should stand up to genocide rather than be used to cover up for it. And we're, you know, we're calling on the Education Department and the uh, New South Wales government not to let themselves be used for cover for genocide. I should add that all the comments I'm making here are in a personal capacity. Well, this is no surprise to me what you're saying, Chris. And it's it's very, I find it really um, interesting that you were talking about the same John Howard behind the Tampa uh, yes, and the children Hawks. overboard scandals. Can you talk about that? Yes. So at the same time that uh, the education minister here, Prue Carr, the New South Wales Department says that schools should be neutral, just last Friday at Canterbury Boys High School, which is a public high school not too far from where I um, teach, uh, John Howard Hall was opened, uh, so named after ex-Prime Minister, Coalition Prime Minister John Howard. Uh, the same John Howard who saw uh, spending on private schools outpace public at a rate of six times. Uh, the same John Howard who took Australia to war, the you know industrial-scale killing in Iraq on the lie of weapons of mass destruction. The same John Howard responsible for the Emperor and Children Overboard uh, affairs for the Pacific Solution and offshore processing, who had such regard for young people's you know development that he locked uh, young refugees up on Nauru for years without uh, any uh, formal education. The same John Howard who recently penned a letter along with six other. Uh, former Prime Ministers whitewashing Israel's uh, uh, crimes in Gaza. So, I mean, it's, it's sheer hypocrisy uh, that schools are not political. Every day there are things that schools do that are uh, political. Absolutely. And, and Chris, we haven't interviewed you for a while on the Doing Time show, but you used to come on quite extensively in your role as, from the Victorian the Refugee Action Collective, and yourself and Lucy Honan as well discussed a lot of things in regards to what was happening with asylum seekers and refugees and a lot of violations of human rights. Having said that, why do you think that listeners should be subscribing to the to 3CR? Uh, 3CR, I'm still involved in refugee issues as well. Like the, the yep. People have been released from the hotel detention, but they're still not free, still, you know, temporary visas. Um, why should people subscribe to 3CR? Because 3CR gives a voice to protest movements that are shut out and shut up and silenced um, everywhere else. Uh, you know, so we do... 
the refugee movement has appreciated and teachers and school staff for Palestine appreciate the chance to talk about issues of great importance uh, that are, um, you know, shut out of the mainstream media. So what does, getting back to Gaza, what does need to be the government policy here? In Australia, I, I think the government needs to firstly to call for a permanent ceasefire. Um, you know that's that's not rocket science. In Gaza, you've had two million people displaced out of a population of two point three million. It's you know thirty thousand people killed, uh, almost seventy thousand injured, over a thousand children amputated without anaesthetic. It, it needs to stop, and the Australian government needs to stop giving cover to it. And that means, I think also it means cutting ties with Israel. Uh, so not exporting weapons to Israel, not as uh, Foreign Minister Penny Wong did, going to shake the hands of people who've been calling uh, for the genocide of the Palestinians, you know, shaking the hands of the president who said there are no innocents in Gaza, who personally signed missiles that are being dropped on children. Um, it means, I think, expelling the Israeli ambassador. I think it means stopping silencing. Um, you know, students are hungry to, to learn about the world. Um, the Israel, the, the South Africa's case at the International Court of Justice uh, should be, re, you know, required watching in schools. Israel's defence should be watched as well. I mean, but you know, you, it, the people get it when they see both sides. And at the moment, our government is trying to shut down any. Uh, discussion, any um, teaching at all. Uh, so, the, yeah, the, but first and foremost, the Australian government should be calling for a permanent ceasefire. Absolutely. And I know that there's been, and on a different note here, there's been some media coverage, which isn't very good, actually, in the mainstream media, about PNG. What is the position of Refugee Coalition or the Refugee Action Collective on that? Um, the, the refugees in Papua New Guinea have essentially been left to fend uh, for themselves. Uh, so, I mean, you know, some of the stories about the um, corruption in Australia's refugee program have been, you know, leaking out to the media. Uh, refugees have been cut off uh, medical support. Uh, they've been cut off food support. Refugees go hungry. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's handfuls of refugees remaining, and Australia should just bring those remaining refugees here. Uh, they have suffered for far too long. It has gone on for far too long. Um, the, yeah, the, it, it needs... The offshore processing needs to stop. It is uh, cruel. Um, it needs to come to an end, and there needs to be permanent solutions for refugees. So the you know the people who were on Manus and Nauru uh, need to be offered um, permanent visas. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I know that you're. You know, we were just going to talk about Gaza, but I thought I'd ask about that because you, you have been doing some work around that anyway. And lastly, and, and finally, listeners may recall that Chris Breen was among, among one of the activists who was arrested during the, the pandemic uh, pro 
protest was was effectively stifled. Any updates on that? Any people that that have been have had court cases about fines after the pandemic? I mean, I think it's still going uh, on the pandemic. It's 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 still it's still going on. The I was um, found not guilty. Uh, the fines were still overhanging on the uh, remaining people in Victoria, as I understand it. Uh, that's currently um, has uh, on hold, but I've spoken to the people in Victoria about it recently. Um, so, and Lucy would be the person to speak to mm. about that. Thank you. Um, yes. I will actually, I was going to contact Lucy anyway, but it's always good to talk about these things on air and keep these issues alive because certainly during the lockdowns, the Do and Time show did a lot of work and interviews around not only the violation of human rights, but also speaking to people inside, refugees who were inside hotel quarantine. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I mean, it's, it's an outrage that the charges and the, you know, $50,000 of fines against refugee supporters for organising a, a safe protest against hotel detention uh, <clears throat> was ever brought. The people who should be charged are the people who locked refugees up for 10 years, people who came seeking safety here. Absolutely. Chris, it was so lovely having you on the program. Do you have any final comments to make before we finish? Uh, I know your show is in Victoria. Uh, for anyone in New South Wales, please come to the rally, 4pm, uh, 400, uh, I've forgotten the street name, in Jason Clare's office in Bankstown. Uh, for people in Victoria, please uh, find uh, teachers and school staff uh, for Palestine Victoria on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and if you're a teacher, get involved. Having said that, though, yes, the show is in Victoria. However, we do have listeners all over the country. And, you know, if, if there are people in New South Wales, rock up to that rally. It's approximately 4.18 and you're listening to the Do and Time show. And we're, you're listening to an interview with Chris Breen. Thanks a lot, Chris. Thanks, Marissa. Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye. 3CR programs provide information and analysis you won't hear in the mainstream. Today we'll be looking at the legacy of the US war on Vietnam on Laos. And as far as corporate capitalism is concerned, it is the worst political and economic system that you can have. Our laws about jailing refugees and asylum seekers are so well crafted. Sex is not irrelevant and we like who we are, but we don't have to be imprisoned by our gender. Become a subscriber today. Call us on 9419 8377 or visit 3cr.org.au. 3CR, the voice of dissent. Stand in solidarity with Palestine this Sunday. With the most devastating attack ever launched on the people of Gaza, it's time for all of us to stand in solidarity with the Palestinian people. Israel has waged war on the Palestinians for the last 75 years. The Nakba, ethnic cleansing, occupation of the West Bank, East Jerusalem and Gaza. Israel has now imposed a total blockade on Gaza and declared war, stopping food, electricity and fuel and launching an all-out attack. We have to mobilise to show our support for Palestine. 
12pm, State Library, this Sunday. Rally to demand freedom and justice for Palestine. No war on Gaza. Free Palestine Melbourne is a 3CR supporter. you've just tuned in, this is the Doin' Time Show, 3CR Community Radio, 855 AM on the dial, streaming live on www.3cr.org.au. And you just heard an extended interview from Chris Breen, and he was speaking about refugees and asylum seekers and also the genocide on Gaza, and looking in particular at the Education Department policy and the way that schools want their students not to be political in classrooms. Quite an atrocity. So this is the show today for Subscriber Week and it is really important that our listeners do subscribe. Community support enables us to broadcast critical conversations from diverse perspectives as well as showcase local culture, arts and music Please be an active part of media that doesn't shy away from truth-telling, as was evidenced in my interview with Chris Breen, where we spoke quite honestly about what was going on. And, of course, coming up next, pretty soon, we're going to be speaking with Karen from the Black People's Union, who is a First Nations activist, who will be talking about TJ Hickey and the upcoming Speak Out that's happening on Saturday at the State Library, organised by ISJA. Your subscription matters. Please call 94198377 and subscribe, or please go online and subscribe as well if, if you're not into the telephone. 3CR provides independent community-owned media free of commercial influence and government bias. It is radio in your language, giving voice to your community. So there are some prices for subscriber, for you know, for subscri- subscri- subscribing. Sorry, <laughs> oh, that was a tongue twister. So it's really important. There are solidarity prices as well, and there are concession prices, and there's also a full price as well. And I will see if I can get some of those on air. If not please call the station and one of our helpful receptionists will tell you. 94198377. And I will now regroup for our next interview with Kieran, Kieran from the Black People's Union and there will shortly be a song. Long, long spell You've been drinking From the devil's own well You're just hanging Under your pride I hold on to me I'm on your side I'm on your side When others forsake you I'm on your side When the teardrops fall I'm on your side 
part of our everyday lives, including when we buy something, use a service, have a job, or rent a house. The law can be used to help protect and support families when there is violence in the home or disputes over parenting arrangements. Sometimes we might need to understand the law to navigate specific government systems like Centrelink, getting a residency visa, or if we come into contact with the police. Community legal centres provide free, quality legal advice and assistance to help people with everyday legal problems. We focus on working with people who are experiencing disadvantage, such as financial hardship, family violence, homelessness and discrimination. Community legal centres are independent, non-government organisations and can be found across Victoria and Australia. If you're experiencing a legal problem, your local community legal centre may be able to help. To find a community legal centre near you, visit the Federation of Community Legal Centres Victoria at www.fclc.org.au. A 3CR supporter. Tickets are now on sale for the 2024 Marxism Conference, happening over the Easter weekend. The Marxism Conference is one of the biggest gatherings of revolutionaries, radicals and activists from around Australia and across the world. Three days of discussions, interviews and debates on key questions and themes for socialists, covering radical working class history, Marxist fundamentals, left debates and global struggles happening today. 
with our world entering a new era of accelerated climate crisis, economic chaos, and rising imperialist tensions, it's now more important than ever for socialists and anti-capitalists to get together to discuss and debate ideas for a world in crisis. Lock in your spot to Australia's biggest socialist conference and grab your tickets now at marxismconference.org. A 3CR supporter. Tricia needs members to survive. By becoming a subscriber, you're helping us to remain fiercely independent and free of commercials and corporate influence. Are you a paid-up subscriber? It's just $40 concession, $80 waged, $150 for a band or organisation, and $300 solidarity. Great value for 24-7 community-owned and community-controlled media. Please become a subscriber member today. Call the station on 03-9419-8377 or sign up online at 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe. And you're back with the Doing Time show and it's approximately 4.29. And before I introduce Karen, just wanted to give the prices of the subscribing. It is subscriber week. Um, So if if people want to subscribe to 3CR, it's $40 concession, $80 waged, $150 for bands and organisations, and $300 for solidarity. And it's really important that you subscribe to 3CR to keep us on air. Now, listeners may recall that a couple of weeks ago now, we interviewed... Kieran from the Black People's Union, and he stayed for the whole show, and it was absolutely awesome. And he spoke quite a lot about going, being at the wharves and, um, and in solidarity with Palestine, and at Gaza, sorry. And I wanted to actually issue a very special thank you to Kieran, who's going to be coming onto the show in a minute, to talk about TJ Hickey and the Speak Out that's coming up on Saturday at the State Library of Victoria organised by ISTRA, which is the Indigenous Social Justice Association, Melbourne. And this action is actually being organised in conjunction and with the backing of Gail Hickey, mother of TJ, and I will be interviewing people from that land um, to give a report back uh, at some stage when we can get them. And Kieran will be one of the speakers at this very special event. Hello, Kieran. Hey, Marissa. How are you going? Really great to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for having, for coming. Can you just tell us what land you're from first? Uh, sorry, I just broke up. Uh, what was that? Can you just tell us what land you're from? Uh, yeah, I'm from the Waniwangian clan of the Yuan Nation, which is up on the south coast of New South Wales, um, from the Niau area south to the Victoria border. So it's, uh, yeah, sleep deprivation is, is absolutely a, a feature of activism, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> wow, that's cool that you came on. So, Kieran, can you tell us about the upcoming speak out and talk a little bit about the, the background of, of this action? Yeah, no. Worries. So, uh, this Saturday, yeah, we've got a speak out. Um, Isjas organised it and are hosting it. Um, they've you know, invited me along to come talk a bit about, about deaths in custody as well. But yeah, it's just such a such a major issue for our people here on the continent. Um, and it's something that 
quite often, like, you know, we do hear all the time about death in custody, but I don't think people really put into context and perspective how big this issue actually is for our communities. Like, you know, we are a small population. There's something like, what, 800,000 of us or so. So, you know, when we look at that and we see 550 or more deaths in custody over the last, you know, 30-odd years, it doesn't seem like such a massive figure, that 550. Like, it's a massive, massive figure, don't get me wrong, but, you know, not when we look at, say, for example, how many African-Americans die in custody over in America. But something that we don't take into consideration is the population sizes of these groups. You know, we're eight, 900,000 people here, but there's millions of African-Americans in the United States. And if we actually break it down and we actually look at, you know, the figures in terms of what percentage of our population is dying in custody and, you know, what percentage of our population is getting locked up in the first place as well, then we see that, you know, we actually have the worst rates in the entire world. You know, nobody else in the entire world is being locked up at the rates that our people are or are being murdered in custody, murdered at the hands of police at the rates that our people are. It's just such a massive issue here. And it's something that the government has failed time and time again to address. You know, we've been pushing the Royal Commission into Aboriginal Death and Custody recommendations for, what are we, going on 32 years now, I think? Mm-hmm. You know, 31 years we've been pushing these recommendations. The government has implemented a handful of them, but even then, you know, the handful that they've implemented aren't drastic measures. They're not things that actually cause systemic change or that, you know, actually help our people. It's just basic stuff like, you know, they're going to... Most recently, they introduced another recommendation and it was a live tracker of how many deaths in custody we've had. So nothing to actually prevent deaths in custody, just a way for our people to count along at home, which is, you know, absolutely disgusting. It really is really disgusting and... And TJ's death is is disgusting. The way it's it's a prime example, isn't it, of the way that police investigate police? Yeah, 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 definitely. And you know the way that nothing you know ever ends up happening from these investigations either. You know we've had all of these deaths in custody. You know hundreds, even thousands of police officers and correctional services officers who have been very much involved in these deaths, and none of them have been convicted of anything. You know at best a handful have been charged. But of the ones that have been charged, they don't get convictions. And for the most part, what ends up happening actually is that they get a paid leave, like a paid holiday for murdering one of our people. And then when they come back from their paid holiday, they're given a promotion. So they're just sent to a different station somewhere else. So it's, you know, out of, out of the public's eye and it's out of sight, out of mind. But at the end of the day, these people are being rewarded ultimately for killing our people. Oh, yes, the famous Chris Hurley. Hmm. Was uh, was was definitely rewarded, and, and and look what happened to Brother Lex Watton, as well. Yep, yeah, yep, exactly. Another another prime example, and you know, even recently, you know, the murder of um, that young fella up in Uendamu. You know, the copper from that is off gallivanting around throughout Southeast Asia on these holidays on paid leave. Yeah, it's it's really it's really terrible, and in fact, last year, the last couple of years, actually. Last ten years, I've been doing quite a few interviews with with people from New South Wales, namely the Easter over there, and I had organised several interviews with Gail, the, the mother of TJ, and every time the interview happened, it was cancelled because she was crying so much that yeah. she couldn't go on air. And I still arrange them because I like to show listeners 
just how horrible it is for loved ones of people that have died in custody that they can't even come and talk about it because they're still racked with grief. Yeah, and it's 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 a whole extra layer to it as well because you know it's this whole layer of homelessness and hopelessness because what can we do about it? You know, we try and get justice for our loved ones who have been murdered, and there's no justice, and it's you know such a it just feels like such a hopeless uphill battle sometimes, you know, especially for the families who have lost loved ones in custody. You know, I can I can only imagine how devastating it would be and, you know, just how sapping it would be of your energy to, you know, know that you're coming up against your system. At the end of the day, the system doesn't care about us. The system is going to protect its own. And it's just, yeah, there's, there's no justice. No justice, no peace. Yeah. So let's talk about the, the speak-out. So that's happening on Saturday, isn't it, 12 noon at the State Library of Victoria down at the Swanson Street entrance. Yes. Yeah. I'm just trying to find out here. Have, in my research, I haven't actually found out who the other speakers are, or is it going to be just open mic? Um, oh, look, there is other speakers. I'm not entirely sure um, mm. who they are either, though, sorry. Um, yeah, it's been organised be by Eastja. Um, you know, they're supported yeah, by Arnie Gale. But, yeah, yeah I'll not speak sure to, to Cheryl and Arnie Gale at some stage, but um, but I know that you're you're one of the speakers, which is fantastic. So I think that... One of the things that we need to say here and is that the Royal Commission into Aboriginal Deaths in Custody, the recommendations simply have been have not been upheld. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is too, like, just to put this into a bit of context as well for listeners, mm. when we're talking about the Royal Commission into Aboriginal Deaths in Custody and we're talking about these recommendations, most of the recommendations aren't massive sweeping structural changes that are going to change the whole entire system and they're going to impact other people. You know, they're just basic stuff like if somebody, you know, needs to see a doctor, allow them to access medical health care. You know, basic stuff like don't lock people up for petty victimless crimes that, you know, don't require somebody to be locked up in the first place for. You know, just the most basic stuff that isn't only going to help First Nations people, but is also going to have a rolling effect and help every other person as well. Because it's not just our people that die in custody. Like, yes, we die at custody at 10 times the rate of everybody else. But it's not just our people that die in custody as well. And these recommendations are only going to help everybody. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I once interviewed one of the aunties, and I think it was Auntie... Auntie Patricia, I believe, and she was an auntie of a, of a young man who died in custody, and she said, we need to honour the memory of all deaths in custody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's... Uh, I completely agree with that. It's really important. Yeah, and especially, so, you know, when we factor it in and we look at it as well, like a lot of these other non-Indigenous deaths in custody, yes. they've got a lot of other... I suppose similar sort of social factors to blackfellas, like a lot of them come from poverty and a lot of them come from, you know, rough upbringings or, you know, have other underlying factors like poor mental health that they can't get the proper medical treatment for. Exactly. And and there's... I suppose we can also extend that to refugees and asylum seekers, can't we? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yes. 100%. I mean, some of the things that have, that have happened there. Um, now... Yeah, so just before we we finish, Kieran, I just want to quickly advertise the the action again. So, Isha Melbourne, which formed in the lead up to the first anniversary of TJ's death, 
is holding a speak out at the Victorian State Library at noon on the 17th of February 2024 and that will be, I believe, at the Swanson Street entrance. Kieran, I'm wondering and of course I'm just going to spring this on you so you don't have to answer this question if you don't want to, but it's just in regards to the, not just the Black People's Union, but will there be a Camp Sovereignty again? Um, look, Camp Sovereignty is still going at the moment. We're hoping that it's something that's going to continue on for, you know, weeks, months, decades even. You know, it's something that... So a bit about Camp Sovereignty, I suppose, just real quickly for the listeners. Um, Absolutely. It was originally set up back in 2006 as a protest against the Stolen Wealth Games, which were held down in Melbourne at the time, um, just demanding some action around stopping the genocide against our people, acknowledging our sovereignty and, you know, pushing forward for a treaty. Um, it was re-established again this Invasion Day. Um, Uncle Robbie Thorpe had the idea to go re-establish it again. Um, it's not a BPU space per se or anything like that. The BPU is just down there supporting the local mob to be able to get their land back so they've got that space for themselves. Um, but what, it, what the, aim, and the end goal, I suppose, is, is that that section of the King's Domain will be handed back to First Nations ownership, like local First Nations ownership, then they can use that space to establish a cultural and political centre, you know, somewhere where people can come down and engage with First Nations culture, get some cultural healing, as well as a space for mob to come together and actually organise for political reasons and, you know, organise our politics and stuff like that. So, you know, the hope is that we will be able to get this land given back to the local people. Um, we are currently in the process of having meetings with Melbourne City Council as well as the State Parliament to try and get this land to return back to the local people. Um, but, yeah, just if anybody is, you know, free and wants to pop in, um, we're down there 24-7. We invite people to come along. We've got a whole bunch of stuff we're doing down there as well, stuff like um, movie screenings of a night and workshops throughout the day. Um, and it's just a good place, too, to come down and engage in some culture, uh, participate in the smoking ceremony and just learn a bit about our struggle. And is that something that can be promoted on radio? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. And where, so where is it's, it? It's... Um, it's if you actually type it into Google Maps, it actually comes up where it is, Camp Sovereignty. Um, but it's down in the King's Domain, um, just off. Oh, I can never pronounce this word right. It's up there, St Kilda. It starts with an L. Anyway, anyway, chuck it into Google Maps, Camp Sovereignty. Yep. It'll come up. It's in the King's Domain. It's um, not far from where the bridge is across the Flinders. Must be the weather or something. Well, maybe one of those days. I, I had trouble pronouncing subscription today. So <laughs> 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 what's going on today, Kieran? Yeah, it's bloody hot out there. It is really hot weather. Look, Kieran, thank you so much for coming onto the program, and I'm hoping that this speak out will really draw attention and camp sovereignty as well. You know, but the speak out on Saturday hopefully will draw attention to TJ's death and also to to all deaths in custody, to, that it just can't keep happening. Something has to no, be done. Yeah, something really needs to be done ASAP. It's not something that we can continue to live with. Absolutely. All right, Kieran, we'll continue and keep up the good work. Thanks so much. Cheers, Marissa. Talk Thanks. To you. Bye. Take care. Bye. No more whispering in our arms. Gonna rise up to break these chains. Stop these killing games. Indigenous Social Justice Association Melbourne invites you to join us on Saturday the 17th of February at midday at the State Library, Swanson Street, Melbourne to mark the 20th anniversary of the death in custody of Redfern teenager TJ Hickey. 
Honour the memory of TJ and the many deaths in custody families that now number more than 555 since the 1991 Royal Commission into Aboriginal Deaths in Custody. No one to date has been held responsible for these deaths. We demand end the practice of police investigating police and immediate implementation of all 339 recommendations of the Royal Commission into Aboriginal Deaths in Custody. Come along Saturday 17th of February, midday at the State Library. Ischia Melbourne is a 3CR supporter. on Draco and place it on this wound and come and lay down lay down with me down with me My tiger flower, take me by the hand. Oh, you have the power. I'm at your command. Let's go see the Tinampas on this beautiful day. While we walk along the path down Saki Milk Way, then come and sit down, sit down. Come walk with me, my darling 
Let's walk through this town Won't you let me hold you While the sun is going down Dance with me, my darling Don't you act so shy Let's dance like a dabre While the moon is high And come and dance around Dance around with me round With me round Oh, oh Community Radio Doing Time show, and it's approximately 4.49. And throughout the show, you heard two songs by Archie Roach. The first one is called I'm On Your Side, and the current one that you just heard was called Love, Sweet Love. And Archie Roach passed away, has passed away as well. So many people that have passed away, and as listeners would be aware, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people um, do die a lot younger pass away a lot younger than non-Indigenous people. So just to, if you like, recap, and I'm going to start saying goodbye now because the show is nearing its end. So we have done quite a lot of work on the upcoming Speak Up in regards to TJ Hickey and honouring his memory and also bringing awareness to building the movement to stop Aboriginal deaths in custody. And I wanted to draw listeners' attention to a quote from Alison Thorne, who I did try to call today, but she wasn't available to be interviewed. And Alison Thorne is also from Istjamelb. And she makes a really important point in the media release. TJ's death highlights that there are inadequate mechanisms to hold police accountable. We demand an end to the practice of police investigating police. What's needed is the establishment of independent bodies with real powers to control the police and for these bodies to be directly accountable to the community. And Gail, the family and their supporters are fighting hard for a permanent memorial to TJ that reflects what actually happened. And we did speak about that with Cheryl last week. But just to, re- you know, to talk about that as as well. She says that the family was gifted a memorial plaque for display at the site where TJ was impaled during a police pursuit and authorities will not let the plaque go up unless the wording is changed to remove all reference to the police and to present the death as a tragic accident. This is completely unacceptable to Gail Hickey and we support her fight to have the plaque displayed publicly with its original wording. So the Speak Out will also be demanding that all 339 recommendations of the Royal Commission into Aboriginal deaths in custody be implemented in full. 
and Alison Thorne argues it is disgraceful that almost three and a half decades after they were released that these vital recommendations have still not been implemented in full. The landmark report of the Royal Commission found that over-incarceration of First Nations people was the key factor contributing to the shockingly high rates of Indigenous deaths in custody. Racial profiling and over-policing contributes directly to growing First Nations imprisonment. Thorne adds, TJ was racially profiled when he was wrongly chased by police who were looking for another person suspected of bag snatching. So remembering TJ 20 years and still no justice, Melbourne speak out against First Nations deaths in custody. Noon, Saturday the 17th of February, State Library Victoria on Swanson Street. Organised by the Indigenous Social Justice Association, Melbourne. And of course there will be other speakouts and rallies organised in New South Wales as well, as there always is on the 14th of February. And I will hopefully be providing coverage for that in the coming weeks to give a little bit of a report back. It's approximately 4.53 and we're near, definitely nearing the end of our show now. And I just wanted to also, again, bring listeners the, to the, the attention of listeners that it is Subscriber Drive this week and all shows will be talking about subscribing to 3CR. And it's really important that people subscribe to the Do and Time show, but to all shows at 3CR. And we either pick up the phone now or later, 94198377, and subscribe to 3CR. And or if the phone is not what you like doing or you don't like speaking on the phone, please feel free to go online and have a look at some of those those um, ways to subscribe. And, yeah, there's quite a few different prices. It's $80 waged and it's $40 unwaged and there is a solidarity price as well and also a price for organisations and bands. So I wanted to thank uh, Chris Breen for coming on to the show first up and also wanted to thank Kieran as well from the Black People's Union. Chris Breen has also done a lot of work with refugees and asylum seekers and now in solidarity for Gaza as well. So stay tuned every Monday, 4 or 5, for the Do and Time show. And we're going to be going out now pretty soon with our theme song, Black Fella, White Fella by the Rumpy Band, and it's Climate Action up next. And thank you very much uh, for listening and, and stay safe. Bye. You don't want to scout or stand up and 
Are you the 